Lacrosse steps up its game. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Around the Rings Radio. The sport of lacrosse has ancient roots in North America that go back more than 500 years. Games with 1,000 players and a field of play that developed by the Iroquois tribes in the northeast corner of North America. Lacrosse has spread since then to the four corners of the world. But North America remains professional leagues and a growing collegiate level of competition, especially for women. World Lacrosse, the International Federation, has launched a campaign to rebrand the sport and expand it around the world. Lacrosse was a medal event in St. Louis in 1904 and in London in 1908. Canada is the defending gold medalist. The headquarters of the Federation is in Colorado Springs. The CEO of World Lacrosse is Jim Schur, someone who's well-known in Olympic circles for his stint as CEO of the U.S. Olympic Committee. Schur also spent a couple of years in Baku, Azerbaijan, where he was CEO of the 2015 European Games organized by the European Olympic Committees. Jim Schur. You're welcome, Ed. Great to be with you. Let's uh, just get an idea of where lacrosse fits in with the world of sports today. It's uh, so many events, so many disciplines, so many sports uh, trying to get into the Olympics and into other multi-sport events. What's uh, what's the uh, role of lacrosse in all of this? I think you said it very, very well. There's, you know, there's a number of great sports around the world that are on the Olympic program. Uh, quite a few you know, very exciting sports that want to get on the Olympic program. You know, lacrosse has been to join that mix and and has now participated in the World Games since 2017. And we'll have men and women in Birmingham, Alabama in the uh, 2021 World Games. We're very pleased with that. However, uh, as you indicated in your, your open, you know, lacrosse would love to return to the Olympic venue at some point in the future. And certainly we do that with all humility because, as we both said, there are a lot of great sports out there. However, lacrosse was competed twice on the Olympic program, three times as a a demonstration or exhibition sport. And lacrosse is growing very, very quickly around the world, obviously has great and historic roots in, in North America with the First Nations. But it is a vibrant, exciting um, sport that I think, um, in my own experience, uh, does demonstrate the best of the Olympic ideals of friendship, excellence, and fair play. So uh, I think it's a a great candidate for inclusion in the Games. Uh, But one, even without that, will continue to grow quickly around the world because um, it's a sport that returns uh, great benefits to the participants uh, whether they be coaches, um, athletes, officials, or volunteers, it's a it's a sport that uh, that people really enjoy doing. That has great benefit to them personally. Yeah, the uh, the the Federation Lacrosse has received provisional recognition from the IOC. What does that mean, and what what do you have to do to get into the uh, further good graces of the of the IOC with lacrosse? Yeah, good question, Ed. There's two steps. One is provisional recognition, and then if you continue to ma- maintain uh, your progress and, and um, good standing with the IOC, um, they'll ultimately, um, and it is our hope that we become a full member uh, of the IOC. 
And really, that just brings us um, closer to the Olympic family and makes you an official part of the, the IOC family, gives our uh, national governing bodies around the world an opportunity where available to affiliate with their national Olympic committees, um, gives us a presence at the Olympic Games. Our president gets to go as an accredited, uh, uh, accredited member of the Olympic family. And also, we're, we're eligible for an annual IOC um, development grant, and we just are in closer communication and, and, um, and be able to reap the benefits of, of the IOC's leadership and, and guidance as a international federation. So a very, very welcome step for, for World Lacrosse to be recognized provisionally by the IOC. And I think you have about 60 uh, national federations around the world. Is, is that enough? Is that sufficient? Well, it's growing. It's growing quickly. We added, we added a country, um, Ukraine, just a few weeks ago, and uh, Barbados is out for a vote with our membership. So we will now be at, which I anticipate uh, will be approved. So we'll be now at 64 countries, um, based on our development work and the countries that are uh, have grassroots lacrosse programs operating now in their in their nations and those who are lined up to uh, to become members. We think we can quickly grow that to 100 member nations in the next two years. So we're very excited about our international growth and the number of countries that are now sponsoring, supporting, and playing lacrosse. Where is the greatest potential for growth for lacrosse around the world? I think our greatest potential, just because of new areas, and this is a little bit more widespread than than, than one area, but our first priority is the uh, Pan-American countries. Um, we anticipate adding the Dominican Republic and, and Nicaragua as members very quickly, and we anticipate going from our current 15 members in the Pan-Americas to um, 20 to 22 um, in the next six to eight months. Um, we'll also, we're also growing very quickly in Asia. Uh, we've got some strong leadership there that's fostering uh, the growth of lacrosse in some new countries. And then um, we do have um, some growth in Africa. So we have um, should have five five nations competing in Africa uh, over the next year to 18 months. So we're, we're excited about all three of those areas. Obviously, North America is well-developed with U.S., Canada, and Iroquois. And, and Europe has 32 member nations. Um, but there's still a lot of growth in, in Europe, and in particular Eastern Europe. So um, good growth all over the world, but I think Pan America's is first priority, second Asia, third Africa. You, uh, you, you mentioned uh, the Iroquois just a moment ago. Uh, you're one of the, I think, the only federation that recognizes uh, First Nations as, uh, as, as distinctive uh, organizations, distinct federations within the uh, within the family of lacrosse. Yeah, there may be um, some other international federations that recognize um, teams that participate in their event that are affiliated with NOCs or or not affiliated with an NOC that that currently isn't recognized by the IOC. I think that's fairly um, common or not uncommon. However. Um, as far as I know, we may be the only international federation, as you said, that recognizes a, fir a First Nation and in an indigenous people as a member country and allows them to participate as such in our world events. 
And I think that's a, a function of a heritage of the cross, which was given to the world by the First Nations of, of North America and the eastern seaboard as the eastern, northeastern part of uh, the U.S. and Canada, as you have said. But also the fact that you know they're they're um, in, continue to be an, an incredibly competitive um, group among themselves as a as a lacrosse powerhouse. So um, not only are they, we reap the benefits of their development and of the game and still have that unique heritage of the game, uh, but they continue to have very strong programs. Any concerns on the part of uh, the First Nations about lacrosse misappropriating something of such important heritage to uh, to the native people as the sport of lacrosse? I don't know if there's concern, but but I, I think we definitely um, and they welcome it. Uh, try and maintain close communication and guidance from um, the Haudenosaunee and Iroquois about. The heritage of the game and, and try and continue to promote the values of the game and the heritage of the game, um, which really are uh, to bring the people together, to heal the people, and to um, revere nature. So I think those aspects of the game continue to to move forward with the game. And I think the, the people who play lacrosse, or whether it's in um, Europe or, or Asia or the Pan American countries, our Africa still feel a debt to the Iroquois who started the game. We're talking with Jim Scher, CEO of World Lacrosse, on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. Uh, the World Games 2021 in Birmingham, Alabama, are coming up. Uh, you're part of, of, of that event. Um, how important is it for, for the World Games to as one of the events in, in the program? And, and to be having that these games in in Alabama in the United States. Well, I don't know how important it is for the World Games, but it's certainly important for us. Although we do feel we add um, <clears throat> add a good deal to their program, um, they've got a great slate of, of events that people in the U.S. don't normally see. Um, but I think the people in Birmingham and those people who travel from the U.S. and around the world to the the World Games, July uh, 15th or 25th in 2021 will enjoy the lacrosse that they see. It will be um, high level, our best men and best women from around the world uh, with the, the nations that we've been allowed to qualify. And we will be participating in our new uh, discipline, which is a six versus six version of the game. So we're, we're really excited about that competition. And, and we just feel for our athletes, um, most importantly for them to to be able to deliver to them a multi-sport games experience, uh, which, as you know, is, is special, is something really, really that we would like to do and, and like to continue to, to expand on in, in more multi-sport events. It's, uh, it's a sports popular among uh, many women, especially at the collegiate level. Why, why, why is that uh, uh, such a, a popular sport for, for, for women? Well, I think, um, you know, it is a sport that, um, and I've started to play a little bit. I haven't competed in any actual events, but but I've picked up a stick and, and played a bit. But, you know, the people who, who foster the game say that, you know, there's magic in the stick. So if somebody picks up a lacrosse stick, they're hooked on the game. And I think it's no different for the women than the men in that respect. But I think it is a great 
um, competitive outlet for for women um, because it's it's a fast moving sport. It's very exciting. Um, there is contact. It's it's limited, but there is contact, and I think they get to mix it up pretty good. And it's a sport that you know across the United States, you know, there's there's um, U.S. lacrosse has more than 450,000 members, and uh, there's a lot of opportunity. So I think it's a uh, sport where the opportunity is there, the opportunity to grow and move up in the grassroots to competitive ranks, to the collegiate level. Um, and then to the professional level, there is a women's professional league operating in the United States, the WPLL. And uh, I think so having that full slate of opportunities is important uh, for girls and women in the sport. Did you say 450,000 members in U.S. lacrosse? Yeah, U.S. lacrosse, um, and I can draw on my experience, experience having worked with all of the Olympic and Pan-American governing bodies as, as part of the U.S. Olympic Committee, in terms of size, um, capabilities, complexity of operations, um, U.S. lacrosse would be among the top handful of governing bodies in the United States. And 450,000 members, a full slate of national team programs, uh, more than 100 employees, an incredible national office and organization in uh, near Baltimore, Maryland, with its own training complex. Um, they would be um, a wonderful addition to the ranks of national governing bodies in the U.S. should um, they join the U.S. Olympic Committee and apparent Paralympic Committee at some point in time. So great governing body we have in the U.S. And what kind of resources do you have as, a, as an international federation? I see from your uh, annual report you've got about $3.5 million or so in, in cash on hand. What are your sources of revenue and what do you need to uh, to uh, to do to, to grow? Do you, do you need to attract sponsors and other supporters? Yeah, we're we're like any international federation. I think we we rely on um, a number of primary sources, and and for us, since we're we're sort of in the process of of revolutionizing or reimagining our world events and our our content offerings, um, we will look increasingly in the future to media rights sales and sponsorship sales as, as a, a major primary source of revenue. We'll look to uh, other revenues from events. Uh, we'll look to revenues from our members as, as every international federation does, whether it's member nations, member nation dues, officiating dues or, or um, athlete licenses. Um, and then I think for us, one of the, one of the really, um, Great things about lacrosse is the people who have participated in the sport feel like they they uh, benefited and they want to give back to the sport. So private donor fundraising, um, donations and and gifts and grants is a big a big part of what we do. Um, so that will be a, a major source uh, over time. You alluded to your tenure as uh, CEO of the U.S. Olympic Committee. 15 years ago, um, can you compare what it's like, what what you thought about lacrosse back then when you were CEO, and what you see lacrosse is today? Did you did you give it much attention uh, as a as one of the national governing bodies within the USOC clan? Well, as the CEO of the U.S. Olympic Committee, obviously you're focused on those Olympic governing bodies and the Pan American onlys. Um, I knew about lacrosse. I knew they had great coach education programs 
in place. Um, and I think some of our Olympic NGBs have modeled those coach education programs. And I knew that lacrosse was and, and still is the fastest growing sport in North America um, during my time at the USOC and since. It's, I think, been the fastest growing sport in North America for almost 20 years now. And so it's something you notice. They weren't officially a member of the USOC at the time. Um, but I, I think it's, uh, you know, one of those sports you kind of see on the the horizon as a potential um, sport that is, is, is and continues to grow in popularity in the United States. So I would think that whether you're um, the U.S. Olympic Committee or NBC or USOC sponsor, or, um, you know, a sport that has that growth, growth pattern and following in the United States and, and a growing uh, following in its professional leagues, um, you know, is a sport that, that can and should be important to you. Jim Shearer is our guest here on Around the Rings Radio. Uh, what kind of modifications, changes are you proposing, looking at for the game itself to make it uh, more attractive, uh, uh, more fun to watch? A couple of things. So we have the existing um, field discipline for men and women, um, which has a larger squad size, 10 on the field of play, um, and then we've developed a new discipline, which is uh, 6v6, total squad size of 10, six on the field at any one point in time, a goalie and five field players. Um, shorter, shorter game duration, um, smaller field, uh, more scoring, more action. And I think our goal with the 6v6 is to create a version of the game that will allow countries who who are new to the game and just developing their resources become um, more competitive internationally more quickly, um, grow the game in their countries and, and allow additional countries to, to enjoy the benefits of lacrosse, as well as to create a model of the game that that is very exciting and easy to broadcast. Um, and so that's, I think, the new, what we've done new on the horizon. I think we'll continue to look at our existing field game, which is um, the most popular game in the in the world, and um, we'll continue to grow that game. We're looking at reimagining the world championship platform and how we can present the game um, uh, in a better format. Um, we continue to evolve those rules to keep the game moving and the game time moving, and and make it uh, more viable for television as well. So, you know, a lot of work we've we've done and a lot of work to do in the in the future, but. And the one thing that, that is nice about the sport is, you know, it continues to progress internationally and in its modernization and the rules and how the game is played. But it also stays true to the roots we talked about and the heritage of the game with with the First Nations. So it's, it's, it's a unique game in that respect. Finally, with the uh, prospect of lacrosse coming into the Olympics, I think we're looking at... at at the earliest, perhaps Los Angeles being a possibility. Um, what is your feeling about that? What do you think lacrosse has to do to be uh, given a, a, a shot at, uh, at, at, at a spot back in the Olympic program? You know, we do. That is the first available opportunity um, logistically, because as you know, Tokyo and Paris are set with their programs um, and no games has been selected past Los Angeles yet, although I think the IOC will continue to evolve their, their game selections. 
lacrosse needs to continue to develop itself and continue to grow around the world and continue to build the brand of our of our sport around the world so that more people internationally recognize it. We have a very aggressive strategic plan to do that, separate from trying to get the Olympics. Obviously, um, our athletes um, and our coaches and our volunteers and our officials, you know, as any sport, they want to be on the Olympic platform. They want to be on that Olympic stage because it is the greatest platform in the world for sport. It is the highest goal in sport. And our athletes and the very best athletes in the sport view it as such. So they would love us to be in Los Angeles. We would, as as the management and board of World Across, would love to be there. But we know that you know there are a lot of great sports and there's a lot of great options. But we'll continue to to build our sport, grow our brand, and build some a more popular television vision of our version of our sport. And you know, if Los Angeles and the IOC um, think it's uh, a, game, a sport and a game that would add to their program, um, you know, we would be overjoyed with that. As a sport, even a hardcore wrestler, such as yourself, Joy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've retired from wrestling for a long time. I still love the sport, but that was a long time ago. So I'm, I'm not so much hardcore anymore. <laughs> but you're hardcore until lacrosse, that's for sure. Absolutely. Anyway, Jim Schur, CEO of World Lacrosse, thanks very much for joining us today on Around the Rings Radio. It's been a real pleasure talking with you again. Great, Ed. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us on this edition of Around the Rings Radio. I'm Around the Rings editor Ed Hula. For 25 years, your best source of news about the Olympics is AroundTheRings.com. <laughs> <laughs>